Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to the Mike Grab Weekly Podcast, uh, episode 10 for uh, August 4th, 2017. It's crazy, 10th episode. This is one of those things that like, I thought I was going to do this for about three or four episodes, ramble about the same things over and over again, and then <laughs> within the course of less than a month, burn myself out. Now I'm doing the smarter thing this week because... I go back and I listen to my podcasts just to see if they flow, like I've said before, um, just to make sure that, you know, it's not crap, in other words, even though I listen to them after I publish them anyway, so even if I do release a shitty episode, I go back and I was like, well, there's not much I can do about that, which is probably not the most efficient or effective, I should say, way to work in order to create quality content, but it's how I've done it, and by God, that's the way it's always been done around here. Uh, that's a bit, <laughs> that's very much um, the mentality of the uh, area that I live in, the old Barossa, that I've always talked about with my friends before. Like, you got friends that we, because pretty much all my friends work around this area in different uh, establishments or different fields or whatever, but you have customers or interactions with people through your day job or just in general when you're at the pub or whatever and you just have someone from a generation or two older than you not to shit on older people but like you often have the thing of well this is the way that it always was even if there's a new way to do something that's more efficient it's like it's always been this way regardless of the fact that you can do it better smarter and arguably quicker this other way but it's new so it scares me so we're gonna do it the old way so nobody gets hurt and everybody has a pretty okay time so yeah that's a i wouldn't even call this country town really even though a lot of people like to they're like oh i'm from the country but it's like we're somewhere between like if you've ever been to ballarat before that's not quite not quite that level but i feel like when you go from like a 1 to a 10, right? 10 is Melbourne. 1 is somewhere in Alice Springs for country. Like farm t- farm town in Alice Springs, let's say. And the only way, reason I thought of that is just because it's very deserted. Whereas compared to, you know, Melbourne, which is very densely populated. I should have said Sydney, but, you know, that kind of population. I feel like the Barossa is like a 4, if that. And yeah, Ballarat would be like a... Six or a seven. Ballarat's sick, man. I want to go back there this year. But it's just one of those things that I don't have a reason to go back to it. It's just like, I liked being there. Just had a cool vibe to it. And it was a place that, <laughs> at 22, I was thinking like, man, this would be a sick place to retire. Well, you know, like, fucking chill and live at. at live, live at? A good town to live in, I should say, sorry. Fucking English. Do I English? How to English.com. Okay. Getting into the podcast for this week. What did I get up to on the weekend? Well, I left you... Oh, first of all, I should rectify this. Um, the podcast normally comes out on a Friday slash Thursday night. Very early Friday morning. It came out on a Saturday... And it might happen again today because at the moment, 
my computer is hooked up to my phone as a personal hotspot right now, just so I can publish my podcast. And I don't recommend you doing it for anything other than small things like that, because you'll chew through your data so hard. Uh, because my Ethernet cable that I plug into my computer, one end of it is broken, so I'm waiting for the new one to get here to have a stronger internet connection so I can publish it, you know, like that, in a split second. Uh, so I had to try multiple times to publish the same episode, then it eventually went through, and then I feel like, because I honestly don't know technology, so my this is just a guess. My guess is that it just, because of that, or it was kind of fucky or whatever, and then it just got stored for a day in the RSS feed or whatever before it officially got published onto um, iTunes, onto your podcast apps. That's my only guess. Now, I might be wrong. I'm very likely wrong. But that uh, is me saying, uh, like, uh, I want to say I'm sorry for not releasing it on time. Hopefully it won't happen again. And to hopefully not have it again, I'm recording an hour or two earlier than I normally would, so that might do something about it. I honestly don't know. I'm just free, free balling right here. That's not what I meant to say. (laughs) I'm just freestyling right here is what I should have said. Um, So yeah, I I apologize for that and hopefully it won't happen again. I don't plan on it happening again. It wasn't intentional. So I left you last week saying I was going to Thy Art is Murder on Saturday. And (laughs) the day that it came out was the night... Oh, sorry. Was it on a, I was going there on Friday, sorry, and the day that it came out, we would have come out around the same time I went to see them. Um, they were fucking awesome. Like, oh my god, man. Like, Thy Art is such a unique band in that they're a deathcore band that follow everything that you expect them to yet they put their own spin on the genre that they're confined to because, you know, they don't sing. They're very heavy. But there's just, there's something about them, man. They've got a knack. Like, oh, they put on a great show. And they played at Enigma, selling out Enigma. And they were basically saying that in between one of the songs, they were like, um, we came up playing shows face-to-face with the crowd like this. We wanted to do this tour to have that face-to-face local feel interaction again, which might just be some bullshit, but hey, it sounded cool to hear him say that, and it was, yeah, really good. It was great to see a, a, a crowd that, because it's such a small crowd, I feel that you've got more people that are into it, whereas if you can se- if you have a crowd of a thousand people at a show, you might have some people there that are like, yeah, let's going to check out some music, which isn't obviously cool i'm not shitting on that by any means but if you might have 500 people that are like that and you might have 150 people in that thousand this is too big of a number by the way but you might have 150 people that are super into it that are taking up a small chunk of the crowd and then the rest is just whatever this felt like 80 percent of the crowd was just super into it Wanted to sing along, wanted to have a great time, wanted to jump around, wanted to hang out with some mates, you know? Do what shows are all about. Just listen to some fucking killer music. 
Fucking jump around, have a mosh. Just have fun. Yeah, so if you ever get the chance to, and hopefully they'll tour again um, this year in Australia, definitely go see Die Out Is Murder Live. They played some new songs off the album that comes out. I think it comes out next week or the week after. Uh, it's going to be called Dear Desolation. Some of the new songs off that they were playing were sick. Like, one of the newer songs, he's, uh, there's just this line at the end, just says it about four or five times. Just says, don't bring me back from the dead. And it just lines up with the music so well, and you're like, oh, fuck. It's like, sometimes you can just... Sometimes you see a show, and it feels like the band is phoning it in. And you can see that in particular with a vocalist because they've got the job, you know, of being vocal, I guess. Like, sometimes you'll see a band and it's just like, all right, he's doing that. They just feel like they're going through the motions where it's, you can kind of hear, you can, oh, fuck, I'm actually going to say this. You can hear the passion in the words, you know. Even though it's deathcore, you can feel like the emotion behind it. There's anger towards something. There's despair. There's fire, you know? There's a reason that these words are being said. It's not just, this will sound brutal. Let's say this. Because I fucking hate that, man. That's how you get, you know, these fucking generic death metal bands that'll come out and all your fucking lyrics rhyme. And it's like, hack you to, hack you with a saw. I'm gonna break the law. Dun, 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 dun. No. No, thank you, I should say. <coughs> Jesus Christ, I've almost gone for 10 minutes already. Look at me go, speed racer. Um, I had Lord of the Fries in Adelaide that night as well. And even though I'm not a vegan or a vegetarian, um, I obviously support anyone that is. It's a personal choice. Uh, I honestly would rate Lord of the Fries as one of the best takeaway or fast food places that there is. Because I was describing this to some mates on Saturday. Lord of the Fries seems like a place that... Well, it, it, to me, it's a place that... When you... Some of the food that they have there is like real food. And when I say that, I mean like... If I go to McDonald's and I get a cheeseburger... Or I get two cheeseburgers, right? I might spend $6. I'm like, cool, that's pretty good value. Sorry. Um... Hopefully that didn't pick that up. <clears throat> uh, where was I? I might get two cheeseburgers, you know. I might spend $6, then I eat them, and I'm like, cool. I feel like shit now. I just ate a bunch of chemical shit, and I'm still hungry. I need that fucking sugar crack fix. But my own personal experience with Lord of the Fries has been very positive. Because what I order when I go there is their version of like a beef patty, which I recommend over their chicken because I've tried, because I went there with a friend once and I tried the, um, she got their quote unquote chicken burger and I tried a little bit of that and it tastes just like a bit of soy or tofu marinated in like a chicken noodle seasoning. It's just not great and in my opinion, anyway, I was not a huge fan of it, so it just kind of felt fake. Uh, felt fake, tasted fake, I should say. 
Whereas I think that their uh, quote-unquote beef patty, their original patty, is made out of like chickpeas and lentils. There's like a ton of good shit that goes into it. There's probably some bad shit that goes into it too, obviously. Fast food is never... I think that fast food chains are almost never ethical in the sense that it's always going to be good for you. But I might be wrong. I'd love to be proven wrong one day. And if there is a chain like that somewhere that's in Adelaide or in South Australia, somewhere that's within driving distance... I'd love to try it out, and that could become my new staple if I'm somewhere. Fucking hell, I'm going on like fast food like I'm a fucking food connoisseur. Jesus Christ. Um, they have some sweet potato fries. Oh, man. Greatest thing ever. They might be one of the greatest inventions of all time. Fuck the moon landing. Sweet potato fries. Best thing ever done. You can put that on a t-shirt. Um, oh, and I was walking around Hindley Street afterwards because... I've got this bad habit that I need to break in a way because I, especially if I'm going for a longer drive somewhere like the city, I have this habit of I'll get there very early with like an hour to spare or I'll get there five, ten minutes late. So I need to try to find a middle ground where I'm there like a half hour early because I did that and then I was spending time walking around and I was like well because I'll just go have a beer at this pub while I wait for this show to start yeah it was just I don't think it's a bad thing to be there that early but when you know you know when you know it's not going to be packed anywhere you're not going to have a ton of time I just need to get a bit better with time management I should say which is obviously part of what I'm even though it's not written up on my whiteboard as my goals it's almost um, a part of all these things that I have written there because in order to be a better person I have to be better with my time management to become smarter then I can do more things that make me happy because I'm smart enough to manage my time around things so I can do the things that I need to do to become smarter which probably will make me happy as it is but then I'll have more free time to do the things that make me happy and yeah <laughs> um, then I walked past my friend Aiden on the street who I get to I only get to see like maybe twice a year, which is a bummer, because he and I went to high school together for a little bit. Um, he came into my high school in 2010, I think, and we graduated in 2012. <coughs> Sorry, I'm almost out of the woods on being sick, so you won't have to hear me fucking turn around and cough. I can breathe through my nose again properly now, which is nice. I'm doing the okay scuba diver signal with both my hands, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw my buddy Aiden. He was walking with CJ from Thy Art. I was like, that's fucking weird. And I didn't want to, like, fangirl out and be like, hey, CJ, because CJ's a fucking killer vocalist. And my time of doing vocals back in the day, um, <laughs> oh, he was one of those guys that I'd listen to and I was like, man, I'd love to be able to be as good as he is but you know as soon as I saw him walk into Enigma so many people flooded and wanted photos with him so when I was outside I thought he's probably like he probably would get mobbed anywhere he goes with people who realize who he is so I think with anything like that not that I'm trying to be like oh I'm fucking understand the plight of these people but I think it's more so trying to be a better person towards understanding that these guys probably don't want to get mobbed all the time, so I didn't even 
Like, I should have said, hey, I should have just said, hey, man, have a sick show, but what's he going to care if I say that, you know? So I just said, hey, to my buddy Aiden, he was like, you coming to that? I was like, fuck yeah, man. Um, That's become my thing over the past few years as well, I should add, just because I, you know, I've loved talking about it as it is. Um, If I do see a band that I love or I see members from a band that I love or whatever, I try not to be that guy that swarms and asks for photos because I just, yeah, it's got to get fucking annoying after a while, you'd think. Like, especially if they're walking around the venue and it looks like they're trying to do something. I feel like, yeah, I get they're there to play, like, they're there to play a show and entertain the audience, I guess, is one way to put it. But they're not there to fucking put up with all this bullshit of, like, a billion people coming up to him saying, hey, man, can I get up? I think you can understand what I mean by this. Because, like, what I'd rather do instead is go past and, like, shake their hands and say, hey, man, that was a sick show. And then you walk off and you're like, it's more so living in the moment, I think is what I'm trying to say. Like, uh, I saw Hand of Mercy a few years ago play at Fowler's. And their vocalist, Scott, was just chilling outside afterwards having a chat to someone. And I walked past after the show and I just shook, put my hand out, shook his hand and said, hey, man, that was a sick show. Thanks for playing here. And he was just like, hey, thanks for coming out, man. I was like, sweet. And that's a memory that I have. And you know what? Doesn't matter if anyone knows it, even though I just said it fucking out here for literally, well, my last podcast had six listeners, so that's sick, man. So literally half a dozen viewers to listen to. So I say that like that's a small number. For me, that's fucking good. (laughs) So obviously, thank you for listening. I don't mean to insult you for listening. Uh, But I think... I'm trying to take that to living in the moment in general a lot more too. Because one thing I did see, and I'm going to sound like a, these fucking millennials, but I don't mean it in this manner. When Thy Art came out, and I understand it's the first tour with having CJ back in the band, um, who was that, for anyone who doesn't know, their vocalist CJ left for about a year, year and a half, then he uh, came back and it was a very big deal. And it was the first show they were playing in Adelaide since he came back. So, as he comes out, though, and the first song starts, about 50 phones go up. I was just like, dude, just please don't, you know? Like, I personally have never had videos on my phone that I've taken at concerts. Because I've done it before when I was a bit younger. With very shitty little Nokia phones. Back before the bloody iPhone 3 came out even, Jesus. I did a, like, 2009 Soundwave with, like, Alessana and stuff. And I went back and I listened to them. And first of all, the quality is terrible. And I tried to listen to it once and I was like, this is not very good. Because, yeah, it's not as good as the memory of it. Um, I f- was talking to some friends and I feel like you get... <laughs> you get in today's etiquette, I think you get three things like you get like three phone raises during a set maybe two 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 to three like you can put your fucking phone up and snapchat a bit of it i don't think there's anything wrong with that because like i did that at one point because there was some sick part of the song and i was like i want this because the crowd is gonna be fucking loud at this moment because it was a point that i knew 
they'd stop for the crowd to um, yell. And I've listened back to that like fucking 10 times this week. It's so cool. Um, they're looking at me go justifying myself after <laughs> basically insulting people that did the exact same thing I did. But I think you try to limit yourself, you know, like check your phone up here and there, but I don't think you want it to be a sea of screens unless obviously the vocal, because I've been to shows before where the vocal uh, vocalists are like, yeah, put your phone, like put your um, torches on your camera. Cause that's like the new putting your lighters in the air and fucking wave them around. It's, re- it's really fun when you do that. Could put a little bit of atmosphere into the show, which is fun. Uh, so that was my Friday. And my Saturday uh, didn't do too much. Well, I had my competition, my jiu-jitsu competition class in the morning. Uh, my second to last one. My la- uh, last one will be this weekend, which I'm very excited for. Uh, it's very scary. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure if I'm ready to compete, but I'm going to do it. So I have to be ready, you know, ready or not, I'm going to do it. Um, so we just drew it on some stuff, you know, got a bit more of a game plan down. Basically refining the skills that you want to work on in order to execute a successful game plan during the competition. And I feel like, yeah, that's basically what you do with your competition classes. Obviously learn some other cool things as well as in like, you're in this compromised position, get out of it. You know, you get really, really tired, then you get thrown into a position with someone who isn't tired, so you've got to learn how to deal with stress as well as being tired, so it's like stress inoculation, like you'll get used to it, and you'll get used to being tired so you don't freak out as much. A big thing that I've been learning over the past few months, and one of our guys said it this week as well, is breathing is fucking uh, critical. Why did it take so long for me to think of that word? Critical is the word I was looking for. Like, I almost went to say breathing is underrated, but it is. Like, you can control so much internally with your breath. Like, if you if, if you look up Wim Hof, W-I-M-H-O-F, and his breathing method, method <laughs> um, it's really interesting, like, I can't remember it perfectly off the top of my head. Anytime I've done it, I've done it along with the video, so I'm not going to even try and explain it. But if you type in Wim Hof breathing method, uh, he did a Joe Rogan podcast that he goes through it with really well there. It just relaxes you, man. It's like a meditation. It's cool. So, like, if you're just there, like, (sighs) while you're in this very stressful situation, you're keeping your cool... It first of all, it keeps you cool. You don't freak out. And one of our guys pointed it out perfectly. Uh, one of our guys, Jin, who I'll hopefully have on the podcast. Uh, shouts out to Jin and all the boys at Element. Um, when I get a, hopefully I'll get like a better microphone. Maybe I'll get another one for if I want to do group stuff, so I can just put it in between. Um, however many people there will be, so it's like a. Uh, cardioid microphone, I think is the word I'm looking for. Probably not, but yeah. <laughs> Whereas the one I have at the moment is like a regular vocal stage mic where you've just got the one area that you can go into that you can like 
that the sound will be absorbed from. Whereas another like studio style microphone, like a road or whatever, is convenient to have a few people placed around it. Because, yeah, I ain't no podcast professional. I don't know how to set it all up a bit better than that. Um, but yeah, our boy Gene, he pointed it out that how it mentally fucks with your opponent if you're so cool and calm when they've got you in a position that they're on top of you or whatever, thinking, I'm going to choke this fool out. Like, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get that. He's going to freak out, I'm going to pressure him. And if you're just there like, hey man, what's what's happening? You know, you want to you wanna go smoothie after this, man? Just relax, you know? Cool as a fucking cucumber. You could play some jumping jacks down there. Do some cartwheels. Probably not because there's a guy on top of you. But you know what I mean? Like, chill. Just relax. You go to your happy place. In a way. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really sick. And like, I just never thought of that either. Like, how much it would... When a guy is like, yeah, I'm super dominant for this position. I freak guys out all the time from here. And then he gets on top... You don't freak out, you chill, and you're just like, fuck, what do I do? And that's when you start to work your way around. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess I should talk about the rest of the week. My week wasn't super interesting, to be honest. Mostly just been trying to kick the sickness. Now, I know I've said it like the past two weeks, but I'm definitely out of the gates now. Like, All that needs to happen now is just my, my nose is like 90% unblocked but my voice still sounds a little weird which i do apologize for hopefully we'll be back to normal next week so my sinuses are still very slightly blocked oh jesus hopefully that didn't pick up and just fucking breathed in and it sounded like the loudest snort in the world sorry for that um we yeah trained jujitsu uh which was cool we did this thing called survivor week which is uh other places call it the shark tank, maybe, where you're put into positions that test your knowledge and whether you can get out of them in time. And it's just, you go over them over and over and over again. Like you'll be on the floor laying on your back and then a guy will be on top of you in the position called mount. And it's like, you have to get out of that and he can submit you. So there's the element of danger there. And then whether you get out, whether you get submitted, then you go to the back of the line and you wait your turn to come back in. So it's very cool. It's an intense workout. Highly recommend it. Jiu-Jitsu is fucking awesome. <laughs> if you don't, if you can't tell, I like Jiu-Jitsu. Um, and I'm very fucking excited for this competition, regardless of whether I win or not. And I've got my be- best buddy Rips coming down, and I think his girlfriend Steph's coming down too, which is sick. Uh, hopefully they don't care that I just said their names on the podcast. Oh, well. Um, and, yeah, hopefully... I can win a match or two. I'd be quite happy with that, to be honest. If I win a match, I'm ha- well, if I compete, I'm happy, right? Like they say, you win or you learn, and that's becoming very much more apparent. The <laughs> Let's just say you win or you learn. I've been doing a lot of fucking learning over the last year. <laughs> um, oh, that's, that laugh sounded so fucking forced. But you know what I mean. Like, you're just trying to understand a bit better. Uh... Uh, so yeah and hopefully they can do that and go in time then he can go back and play some soccer in the Barossa hopefully all the timing there works out alright bloody 
Grappling Industry should release the timetable soon. So, Rip, if you are listening to this, hopefully I'll have it to you in a week, even though you heard me say it to you today, and I'm just remembering that now. Sorry. I'm a fucking idiot. Um, so, yeah, on Saturday, I bouncing back to the weekend, sorry. Saturday, I had some drinks with some friends. I got a bit too drunk. Uh, and then I went to my buddy's girlfriend's house, and then before I, I fucking just, apparently I went over there, and I was talking about um, this possible date that I might end up going on, and how I'm fucking freaking out about it, and then she was like, alright, you need to chill out, and then I just fell asleep on her couch, which is cool, thanks for the, letting me do that. Um, yeah, learning to be single and date again is a thing that might be happening to me. Like, I might be learning to date again soon, I should say. I might be dating again soon, which is fucked up. I don't remember how. It's weird. It's exciting, but it's weird. Because it's like, what do I do with my hands? So I can sit there like Ricky Bobby. Just put my hands up right in front of my face. It's like, we all, we all had a good time. And everything went alright. And then you just very slowly... Whoop, hands in front of the face. <laughs> it's the best uh, audio representation of that that I can do. You'll have to deal with that one. I'm sorry. Uh, shit, there was something I did want to say. That bloody hell, I cannot remember it. Um, oh, yes, the FFA Cup is back, people. Yes, the part where I talk about doing a sport. The FFA Cup is back again, my friends. And for those of you who are not aware what the FFA Cup is, FFA stands for the Football Federation of Australia, which is... Um, the governing body of soccer in Australia. And we have this thing called the FFA Cup, which is similar in concept to the FA Cup in England, where you have lower tier sides playing higher tier sides. So you might have a grassroots team beat an A-League team, which has happened. But before I get into that, I just want to do a shout out, even though a lot of people might not know who this is. It, for me, it just feels right. Before I even go on to any of that, I just want to have a moment to say rest in peace to Les Murray. The man did a lot for the sport in Australia, more than I can even name right now. Basically, the the fucking... Him and Johnny Warren, if they didn't exist, pretty much soccer in Australia would not be where it is today, and the A-League definitely would not be what it is today without them too. Um, unfortunately, Johnny Warren also passed a couple of years ago now, and, uh, yeah, Les Murray passed this week, um, which is a damn shame at 71, you know, it's almost, we're almost at that stage now where that's young in a way, whereas, you know, a lot of people are expecting 90s, anyway, not to get too grim in that, yeah, just shout out to him, obviously, there's, as a sports fan, and in particular as a soccer fan, finding a um, finding a passion within that sport, within like seeing the games and actually having a love for clubs, like a love for going to see my team play and everything. I just want to personally just say thank you to the man. Um, it's just a shame I'll never get to thank him in person. But yeah, so if you ever want to look at a very interesting career, Google Les Murray. It's a good read. Um, I actually don't know if there's a book out from him. I'll have to check. I'll get back to you on that one. Not going to Google during this one. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, the FFA Cup is back. Which is awesome. I fucking love the FFA Cup. And I think we've already... 
I think we're in the second week. No, sorry, we're not. We're still in the first week of it, I believe, or the second week. Fuck, my time frames have just got all fucked up on me as soon as I start the podcast. Um, but we've already had two A-League teams get knocked out of it by grassroots clubs. And I understand that there's some friends of mine that listen to this that aren't super into sports, so I try to make this relatively short, even though it's something I'm into. But, you know, I like to cover all bases if I can. So, yeah. The one in particular that I wanted to talk about was uh, Perth Glory versus Heidelberg United. One of the most just fantastic goals I've seen in a long time because it ended up with Heidelberg striker and a one-on-one stand-off, basically a one-on-one standoff with the Perth Glory's goalkeeper. And in that situation, you expect the striker to either do like a low-driven ball to the left or to the right of the keeper. Not super powerful or anything, but like, it's a reliable shot. It's high percentage. You'll likely beat the keeper, and it'll likely go in. This fucking video, like, if you... Hopefully it's on YouTube. I don't see why it wouldn't be. But if you type in uh, Perth Glory FFA Cup Heidelberg United... Uh, just sound out Heidelberg. It'll probably be there anyway, anyway if you saw it within this week. This fucking striker has the audacity, and I love this so much. He's one-on-one with the keeper. He's about a meter away from the keeper, and he just fucking, boom, curls it into the top right corner. Like like it was nothing. This man has a a job outside of playing the sport. He plays for a lower-tiered team. This is not even his job, and he's that composed and that cool that he did that. Iceman. That man has ice in his veins. He's the coolest cat out there. Lordy. So search that. I bloody dare you. All right. Jesus Christ, I'm up to 35 minutes. I'm going to start wrapping up, okay? Uh, I covered a lot more than I expected to. I thought this was... I always say this. I always think it's going to be a short one. There's tend to be the long ones. And I think it's been a better one. I tried to... Sorry. Any pauses that I take, just heads up, it tends to be me taking a sip of water just because I drink a lot of water. Stay hydrated, peeps. Um, My last two podcasts I wasn't a huge fan of when I went back and listened to them just because... I think it was too late when I was recording them and I was a bit fuzzy in the head. You know, you get kind of tired. You just give less of a fuck. Whereas I'm much more coherent. It's not even 11.30. So I'll be good. Alright, my album recommendation this week is a very, very important album to me. Uh, It's by a band called Stick to Your Guns. And the album, the album, sorry, is called Diamond. Uh, it's a very important album to me because it's one of the times that I, one of the bands that, in the modern era that I've listened to, where I listen to them as a hardcore band, and I understand that through angry music, even through angry lyrics, you can kind of inspire a positive change, and I feel that way when I listen to them because there's messages in, in all their songs, but I feel in particular I feel it the most with uh, the Diamond album don't know why, but I think it just came out at the right time for me. Sometimes you just get that connections with the songs. Get that connections. You get that connection with an album. So fucking good, man. Like, I cannot recommend this album enough. 
Uh, even if you don't like hardcore very much, you might like the song uh, We Still Believe on there. That's my only recommendation if you're not into hardcore. My other recommendation song, uh, my other song that I would recommend is what I should say, would uh, be Life in a Box and, oh, this is a tough one. Let's go with, fuck, Bringing You Down or The Bond or Such Pain. Oh, God. Any of those and you'll be happy, okay? And it's an awesome album. It's a very short album. It's 34 minutes, 22, uh, 34 minutes, 32 seconds, sorry. Came out on Sumerian Records, I believe. Yes, it did. Sumerian Records. Fucking hell. They've got some fucking banger artists as well. And Stick to Your Guns are such an important band in that I think they can help inspire a younger generation of hardcore to be better. I think they can inspire people through their words. Um, and in particular, there's a video of, like, Jesse Barnett, sorry, before I say that, their vocalist Jesse Barnett is an amazing lyricist. I'd put, like, him and Jason Butler from Let Live on par with each other. Fucking amazing. Obviously, also check out Let Live. Love them. And also, while I'm thinking about it, Trivium just released a new song. <sighs> really good. Really, really good. Check that out. Um, so I'm going to end today's podcast with um, a speech that Jesse gives before they play We Still Believe at a festival in Germany called Empiricon Festival. Now, it's a bit of a long one. I'm not going to say it with as much passion as he does because I'm not in the middle of a show shouting or anything. So I apologize for that, but I think the words still ring true regardless. So I'm going to wrap it up with this, okay? Hopefully, my skills to read out loud don't fail me. It's been said that when your time comes, and what I mean by that is, when your time comes to die, that your entire life flashes before your eyes. And I know there's some people in this room who have probably been pretty close to that and who have witnessed that before. I know I have. I truly believe that our main purpose in this life is to make sure that when that time comes for you and you're sitting there with your life flashing before your eyes, that you are proud of what you see there, that you are proud of what you see flashing before your eyes. Because this life that we have here on earth is very, very short. So you better make the fucking most of it. You better live every single moment with love, compassion, and kindness. And you better give, give back as much as you possibly could. Because that is what life is about. That is what being human is about. And nothing more. I don't give a fuck about your phone. About what car you drive. None of that matters. What matters is the person next to you. And knowing that that person feels pain. And that if you cut that person open. They're going to bleed just like you bleed. And we need to be there for each other. Uh, that resonates with me a lot. Don't know why but... Like, that really gets me in particular. So, I thought it would, just because it's so important to me, I thought I'd share it. So, with that said, I'm going to go do some shit for me. It's going to make me a better person. Hopefully that's, maybe it's not, it's given some motivation to someone else to maybe do something too. If not, that's right.
Um, not sure what this week sees me doing, so it'll be a bit of a surprise next week. So I'll talk to you then. All right, have a great week, guys. Bye.